my name is Colin, his name is Stu, and this is the Evil G Podcast, and dear God, why is wrestling so good right now? Yep, it's so ridiculously good. I can't take it. It's it is like a fine wine that's just getting nicer and nicer and nicer every week. Oh, well, we'll we'll get to that in time. Mm. Um, but first, my mic's gonna fall over. Thanks for that. Okay. Well, while you fix your <laughs> mic, uh, have you noticed that like all the gaming news has been a bit shitty every week, but the wrestling news has been really good? Yeah. I almost feel like the game section's bringing down the mood of our podcast. Fucking depressing shit. Um, That's why we get that out of the way first now. Yeah, we need so we need some good news in gaming. Come on. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So speaking speaking of games and uh not a lot we got a lot of wrestling chat to go through because uh, there was a lot happened this weekend um so very quickly then we will go through a couple of game stories here uh last week we spoke about uh Firaxis, uh new marvel uh strategy game uh midnight suns uh there's been gameplay of that now um and a few more details running about. Uh, so apparently this is based on a the comic book mini, or probably a maxi-series of the same name, um, where a bunch of superheroes teamed up to take on Lilith, Lilith Muller of all demons. So that was that big bad you saw in there. That's, that's Lilith. Uh, in this game, she's been resurrected by Hydra, and you are... A character known as the Hunter, um, who is the child of Lilith, and you're the one that defeated her the first time out. Um, and so what you've got here is a deeply customizable tactical battle system that rewards clever thinking with superhero flair. Um, there's cards, so uh, like a lot of turn-based, you've seen a lot of turn-based card battling games now where... You know, you'll have a card mm. for a certain attack and then, you know, you'll have so many cards in your hand um, and you use a card to attack. And that um, it's, it's a little bit randomized. Um, and then there's this uh, Fire Emblem style uh, sort of relationship building you're doing with the, uh, the other characters in it. Um, and seeing it played, uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty good. I do, I do like some Fire Emblem stuff. I've played some some card battler RPGs type things. Um, yeah, so it's it it, it looks. I this looks not like, gonna lie. The idea of the card thing kind of puts me off. I I didn't think it'd be your kind of thing, but um, I played uh, card. The last card game I played was that Metal Gear on the PSP. And I remember losing my rag because I wanted to do something, but I had to keep reshuffling my hand or some shit. And I was like, fuck, yeah. I just want to shoot this guy. Uh, I hope this is more along the lines of something like Slay the Spire. Um, where, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen or played that before. That's that's very good. It's it's a roguelike uh, card battler. Um, you know, as you're leveling up, you're getting new cards into your deck with new abilities and, and different things. Um and I hope I hope this does that as well. Whereas you know, as you're leveling up, these characters will get new cards that you shuffle into the deck and uh, with with more uh, abilities coming through. Mm. Um, the the hunter is fully customizable. Um, and this so 
you can pretty much full fulfill any role that you want healer damager you know tank whatever mm. um but, but yeah it's it definitely looks like one that, that i'll want to check out um i can i can see why maybe you wouldn't be too excited but not really your kind well, of it wouldn't be not my type of thing i'm afraid uh, but I think this is the first time I've been sort of seen a Marvel game and go, I want to play that. I, I, it's been a while. Um, you mean a Marvel game that wasn't Spider-Man? Well, true, yeah, I guess. I guess, that, <laughs> I, I guess that was pretty good. I, I've never played the, um, the original. No, same. Uh, just the Miles Morales I've, I've played. Mm. Yeah, so that's Midnight Suns. Um, no release date or anything for that, Kevin Walser? I don't think so. March. Uh, I suppose it's very, very. Oh, fuck, right. Yeah, next March. Um, we're going to have a busy start of the year next year. There's a lot. Yeah, true, true. A lot of big releases coming out. Um, uh, it's definitely something I'll be keeping my eyes on. Um, and blades in it. What's not the like? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, right. Better talk about motherfuckers like skating up hills. Aye. <laughs> 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 um, so, next up. Um, so, you, you probably remember uh, Sony uh, around the PS5 was, was coming out. They, they kept saying that... Um, all cross-gen titles uh, for their stuff coming out in their launch window would be you'd be able to upgrade from PS4 to PS5 completely free. Oh, yes. Um, and included in that was Horizon Forbidden West, um, which mm-hmm. was then delayed, uh, and that's been delayed to February next year. Um, and now there's like uh, a cost to doing this upgrade now. Um, kind of similar to uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um, so, so, so it's is it around about ten dollars across? Like, there's, a, there's yeah, it's load, about tenner. There's loads of different uh, versions of this. Um, mm. But anyway, so obviously people weren't too happy about this, which yeah. Fucking right. Fair enough. Um, so, Sony have now quickly backpedaled, and you will be able to upgrade the the PlayStation Four version to the PlayStation Five version for free. Which means we're all going to buy the PlayStation Four version. Because <laughs> ah. um, there, there, there's more problems with Sony's first party uh, pricing and shit than just that. Like the, uh, I still think that seventy pound is. Cannot be justified. Oh, have you paid seventy for anything yet? No. All, no. All fucking hurt. I've found all their ways of getting things. Yeah. All it means is I'm not going to buy your game at launch. Yeah. Not. Not. not or if I do, price. I'll find somewhere to get it at not your price. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so they also the set in expectations that uh, going forward there will be. Uh, a 10 pound digital upgrade um, to go from PS4 to <laughs> PS5. So that'll be things like got the next God of War game, Gran Turismo 7. 
Um, yeah, it's... Of course they try this. Stop getting mm. su- surprised by, you know, the shit Sony pulls. Um, but I did that when they, when they, you know, your man, what do you call, you know, the guy in, in charge of PlayStation, the, when he came out with, uh. with the, um, uh, you know, the statement, it was very much of like, this mm. is your last one. This is your last freebie, uh. no more or less. Um, I will point out, but Microsoft's smart delivery um, upgrades for free. You don't mm. have to do any of the, the downloading shit, and uh, it's always going to do that. So, you know. It's I up your game, Sony, for fuck's sake. People will buy it, and then they won't. Yeah. Mm. Hey. It's a bit of a shitty move. Well, I bet it's like it's a huge silly move. It's a, it's especially it's like a, it, it'll end up becoming the norm, and then yeah, we're the ones getting fucked. <laughs> so. But the, the thing I don't understand is I, I get the obviously uh, it takes a lot more to make a PS5 game and all the rest of it, right? It but if this game's cross gen, exactly. If they're already making it for the PS4, and it's just getting up. Let's be honest. It's a maybe 60 frame 4K resolution for the fucking PS5. How do you justify like extra fucking 10, 15 quid or whatever you're going to charge us to yeah. upgrade? Keep in mind, um, they've been doing this for on PC for a while now. now like mm, P- true, P- true. P- PC games have to scale up and down uh, depending on the hardware. Um, mm-hmm. So, y- yeah, well, that... The, that justification doesn't really hold any water um saying oh they're harder to make take more it's like oh how have you been doing this on the pc and we didn't say right if if you own a 3080 we're gonna charge you more Ah. that that didn't happen um nope so yeah fuck yous (laughs) uh fuck yous indeed Uh, on the next one then um so you remember games master that tv show (laughs) Which was great. Um, it's back, baby. It, yeah, it's coming back, and they're they're looking for contestants. So, Stu, I think you need to get in there. That would be a good, crack. Me on Games Master. Just losing but your I would be concerned of who the Games Master is going to be. Um. Yeah. Who do you get to replace, uh, uh, Professor Sir Patrick Murphy? Oh, fuck. Sir Patrick Murphy. Uh, and who and who's presenting this thing? Dominic Diamond. <laughs> He's it, back, it, baby. Is he? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> He's probably like seventy. I couldn't be that old. Uh, I'm curious. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You'd probably be quicker. My phone's a piece of shit. Let's <laughs> see. Fact checking live. Um, yep, live fact checking, folks. Uh, right. He is 51. He's 51 now. He looks mental, though. <laughs> well, that's what you want. <laughs> True. <laughs> Bring him back. I still I... remember what he... Oh, what do you call your man? The, the Rager? 
Oh, fuck, what'd you call him again? He wore oh, and he, he die. got all salty because he was shit at Mario 64. Never played it yep. before. And he was releasing a book and all Dominic just ripping the balls out of him. <laughs> yeah, we need more. He tried cheating and everything. But yeah, we, we need more of that. And if it does happen and they are publicly looking for people, I will totally do it. Oh, they are? I, I think they took the thing down, didn't they? Oh, did they? They weren't supposed to put it up that early. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was an advert for... <clears throat> Even the, the ad for it looks really fucking... Like... Early 2000s sort of stuff. Yep. It's a... You, you need to balance a good video game show with the right amount of cheese, but it actually has to be, you know, purpose purposeful. Oh, I I hope that they keep the tone like with this stuff and doesn't go all fucking esports series. <laughs> ah, no one wants that shit. Mike will not behave itself. It's supposed to be lighthearted and fun for fuck's sake. Oh, exactly. This this uh, this advert though does use the word noob. Say <laughs> <laughs> so who wrote this? Someone who hasn't a clue. Uh. And then on to our last shitty story, which is shitty. Oh, Jesus. Um, I'm this is really shitty. Be aware of um, all the nonsense that's going on in Texas at the minute about mm. women's rights to have control of their own bodies. It's like, mm. you know, American Republicans are all like, can't have that. Um, Fucking hell. So the the boss of publisher Tripwire, who have published games like Chivalry 2, which we've just started playing, uh, Killing Floor and mm. Maneater, the Shark-em-up, I guess. So two um, out of three of those we play, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, has tweeted out his support about the... Um, uh, the the law put in place saying, uh, you know, outlawing abortion and going so far as to offer $10,000 bounties for people to squeal on people getting abortions or people assisting people in getting abortions. That could even mean if you're a taxi driver and you leave someone off to get an abortion, um, mm. you could get in shit for it. Uh, so he came out with his shitty take on that. Um I don't want to get too much into the abortion shit because I, I, no. I guess by my tone you can probably pick up my feelings on this whole thing. Um, mm. So what has happened off the back of this then is uh, the Shipwright Studios who they worked on Chivalry 2 and Maneater, they've they've cancelled all their contracts with tip, Tripwire. So they're going proper fucking scorched earth where dummy you cunts. Um, yep. And then the Chivalry 2... Uh, developer Torn Banner um, have come out with their own statement uh, basically saying we do not share the opinion expressed. Um, I'll just read out the tweet. We do not share the opinion expressed in a recent tweet by the president of Tripwire, publisher of Chivalry 2. This perspective is not shared by our team, nor is it reflected in the games we create. Uh, the statement stands in opposition to what we believe about women's rights. Um They'll be looking for a new publisher. I imagine they will. I can't see Tripwire publishing Chivalry 3 if that ever happens. No, unless the Tripwire turned around and go, right, you get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> we gotta try and fix this. Well, that guy's like that guy John Gibson. Is he not like the CEO or something? Pretty. I think he's CEO or president. But if there's enough fucking backlash, I'm sure that there's a board turn around and like, hey, uh, get the fuck out. Hmm. Yeah, you could see it happen, but it depends. Like, oh, is, he, I... is he the only guy who believes that, or is there multiple boys at the? Jeez, I hate to think the whole fucking joint believes it. Yeah. Aye, the, the, the whole... I'm not trying to be funny. Are they Texas based? I'm not sure. Um. That's right. I. I always thought they were like Scottish or something. I really did. I don't know why I thought that. I'm just finding some fucking security automation shit when I search for They're in Georgia? (laughs) Georgia, right. Well, so are uh, Shipwright. Hmm. So they're obviously, I mean, the, uh, Shipwright and Torn Batter aren't exactly big, massive studios. No, And I'm guessing not. Tripwire isn't the biggest either. No, no. So, you know, doing something. I, I right, I'm not going to turn around and fucking and try and justify anything, but if you do think like that, mm-hmm. keep it to your fucking self. Don't be yeah, fucking well. throwing it on the internet when you're the president of a fucking company. Yeah, if you hadn't noticed... Because shit like, like this happens. That's, that side doesn't exactly need the support since they've got all the control anyway, so... No. Uh, Why are you fucking jumping on the back of it too? Anyway. Uh, uh, basically, uh, keep your bullshit to yourself, but hopefully the games we enjoy playing will move on to another publisher or something. Because mm. like you're, you're I was playing Chivalry today and I felt a wee bit dirty. Yeah, that's the sort of weird situation you're in now. It's like, you know, you don't want to support the publisher, but you do want to support that developer. Yeah, I want to support Torn Banner. I don't want no, to support Tripwire. Which, which I think you should. Like, Yeah, I, yeah, because Chivalry's a really good and fun game. Right, let's move on to the, the, the wrestling already, because there's, there's a lot. Yeah, let's cheer up. And, and better. It, it's happier times over there. Um, oh, big time! Well, first, just going. Did, did you see uh, Nia Jax and Charlotte? You were telling. I don't know what the actual thing is, but you were mentioning this. <laughs> they just decided to have a wee, you know, let's have a wee fight for real <laughs> in the middle of this match. Why not? I was right. It was during a live match. During a live match, I think it was on Raw. Oh Jesus! Or SmackDown, one of them. Um. And Ajax is just all always hurting people. Yes. And from from what I not accidents see, as far as I can tell. Just well, it's, not very good. It's just sloppy sloppy fucking wrestling. Mm. Um for, so from what I I seen is there's part where Naya is doing a backdrop. Um mm-hmm. and you know how a backdrop works, you're you know, you're behind yep. your opponent, you lift them up, and you fall back, and they come down with you. Um, mm-hmm. Well, she didn't do the falling back part. She just, like, sort of lifted her up and went, good luck, bye, and dropped her. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Charlotte got up and slapped her in the face. And then there was uh, this whole thing where they were kind of, you know, slapping, like, like 
Charlotte doesn't stand a chance in that fight. Um, mm. And yeah, the, you can see Naya saying don't. <laughs> and then she's mm. like slapping Charlotte around a bit. Now it all gets very awkward. Um, and then Naya wins eventually. I guess guessing both are probably just happy to get out of there. Um, mm. But yeah, as you say, she, she hurts people a lot. Um, I think she mm. she had just hurt Rhea Ripley as well uh, in a previous show. <clears throat> I heard you know rumors going around like maybe this was Charlotte was upset about that too. Um, yeah, she basically threw Rhea Ripley face first into the ropes, which is Jesus. a good way to get a broken neck. Uh, that's how that yeah. guy. Do you, do you mind that Rey Mysterio match? Like I died. That's how he died. Yes. He went face first into the rope yeah. when he was trying to set up for a 619 uh, mm-hmm. and broke his neck. So, you know, someone needs to be looking at her. And you can say what you want about Charlotte's reaction or anything, but, like, Charlotte fucking Flair, she knows what she's doing in the ring. Um, yeah. How does this woman still have a job after all this shit? Vince McMahon likes her. That's all I can get out of it. Fucking hell, but I not a not a great look to be fighting. In She'll the be out of there soon anyway. Charlotte. Yeah. Mm, could happen. Could happen. I reckon so. Yeah. Well, she's seeing all the good shit going down. <clears throat> the actor husband to be. Um, True. Her dad left. Yep. What's left for her there? Yeah, um, Fuck all, hey? and it's not like they 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 actually apparently they didn't even release Andrade in good terms. So it's the, just like the, get the, the fuck out. None of this is confirmed or anything, um, but apparently she went in and basically held herself hostage to say, "I'm not doing anything unless you release Andrade with no non-complete compete clause." Um, oh fuck. But none of that, none of that's confirmed. That's all rumory stuff. So take it for what it is. Mm. <clears throat> um. So yeah, this this weekend we had a, a lot of wrestling. Um. So first show I want to quickly talk about before we dive into AEW stuff. Um. Was New Japan had a an event, Wrestle Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a two day pay-per-view event in the uh, MetLife Dome in Saitama. Um, now, the MetLife Dome is a baseball stadium. It holds mm-hmm. like 36,000 people. There had to be like a 1,000 people at this thing. Uh, and it, yeah. I know I know Japan's still getting a tight way. COVID stuff um, and that mm. and restrictions, but dear Jesus, don't do it in that building if you can't fill it. Because, <laughs> Jesus, it's cavernous. You can just hear... Everything the wrestlers are doing in the ring echoing. <laughs> it's real yep. fucking weird. Because it was a dome as well. There was nowhere for the sound to go. Yeah. And, you know, Japanese crowds are quiet at the best. It's like, at one point, it, it mm. starts it starts pissing down. Um, and you can hear that off the, the big dome roof. Um, Jesus. But that said, there was, there was some good stuff in this. Um, I liked that both nights opened with uh, stardom match the 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 women's promotion that's 
hmm. also owned by New Japan, and they like they this isn't the first time they've done this, but it is actually shown as part of the event. Usually, it would be like a dark match, um, and only the live crew ah. would have seen it. Um, so this actually started off the the, the stream of the event. Um, you know, day one, you had uh, Momo uh, Watanabe and Seiya Kamatani from uh, Queens Curtis taking on Micah and, and Lady C. Lady C's a, a new signing for them. Um, and then you had the, the two Queens Quest uh, again um, going up against uh, Julia and Shuri, who are the, the tag champions. That was that was really good match. I mean, the, them thing girls got in there and knew they were on a bigger stage than usual and made the most of it, I think. Uh, like, nice. pretty, pretty enjoyable matches. Um, mm. So, yeah, on, on night one, probably the, the stuff... Like, we, we don't normally talk about much what's going on in, in New Japan, so there's not much where you go and, oh, show defeated Yo, and then he joined the Bullet Club. It's like, that doesn't mean anything to anyone. No one cares about that. <laughs> um, but we had a couple of really good matches. One to point out is Okada versus Cobb, uh, which was great. Um, Unbelievable. And I can also see that I'm looking at results here. Uh, and they got the result for this this match wrong. Okada oh, defeated Jeff Cobb. No, he didn't. No, he did not. <laughs> um, Jeff Cobb actually... He took actually a top beat, rope tour of the island. He beat a uh, top rope tour of the island. <laughs> Jeff Cobb is scarily strong. There's some of the stuff like... He's a freak, like, man. Like, uh, Kazuchika Okada is not a small man. He, he's, no. he, he's a big guy. And, and Jeff Cobb... At that, that point where he grabs him by his ankles, pulls him up into there, and <laughs> then catches him like he's a child. Oh, how does he do that? No, I've seen him doing that in Lucha Underground with boys like, you know, Drago and Aerostar, you know. I've never seen him do it on someone as big as Okada. Mm. That <laughs> was an impressive feat. He just does it like it's The bit nothing. that got me is when... Um, Cobb's on the outside of the ring. I know Kata does, you know, he's going for his tope. And he's running at him full speed. And it comes at him with a crossbody. And he may as well run into a brick wall. Because Cobb <laughs> just catches him. And doesn't move. Like, there's no sort of stumbling or anything. You know, they sometimes see boys doing that. Yeah. Cobb's just brick, just stands there. Throws him up into a vertical suplex and drops him. And you're like, holy shit. How do you do that? And this was like... 25 minutes into the match as well. This is like, you know, you know, first off, you know, you've got all your energy still. They've been going at it 25 minutes and Cobb's still pulling out mad shit. Mm. Now, Okada as well was pulling out some cool shit. Now, because we all know Cobb's not a light man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Okada's <laughs> doing some crazy shit with him as well, so my hat goes off to him as well. Was it like 280 pounds or something like that? That <laughs> doesn't surprise And it's all in the center. Aye. He's, he's a very low center of gravity. I wonder if that makes it he's, easier he's a for a barrel. To <laughs> it's a cigarette Mate, machine with a head. <laughs> yeah, it was a great match. And Cobb wins. Fantastic. See him getting a shot at the... Clean as well. Yeah, getting a shot at the... Whatever the title's called. <laughs> the IWGP World Heavyweight title. The fake title. 
the fake title eye, according <laughs> to Will Ospreay, because he's he thinks he's the champion. Um, we also had a IWGP United States Championship match on the first night there. Um, Tanahashi, the man who is scared of John Moxley, um, <laughs> versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, that was a very good match Ooh. as well. Tanahashi and Ibushi, so no real surprises there. Um, and they, they did a good job. Like Tanahashi wins. It was his first defense of the, the US championship. Um, but Kota Ibushi was, uh, had really bad pneumonia for a while. He's been out for ages, so they, they had that in oh, the storyline where he's not 100%. So, um, yeah, that was, that was a very good match as well. Um, and then on night two... Um, already spoke about the, the stardom stuff. We had uh, some throwaway tag matches, which you know, is probably why they shouldn't do this over two nights. Um, mm. With the both tag champions, the, the junior heavyweight and heavyweight tag titles being defended, um, which the, those matches were grand. I, I did actually really like the, there was a triple threat for the heavyweight one. Um, because see, we've got Taichi and uh, Sack Saber Jr. are the champions. I always love watching Sack Saber uh, Jr. Uh, versus mm. Naito and Sonata, um, and then uh, Hiroki Goto and uh, Yoshihashi. Um, and it, it's uh, it's not often you see these kinds of matches in New Japan. You know the the triple threat stuff. Usually title matches are very straight up affairs. Um, at a, a very good match, uh, Robbie Eagles, uh, who is the junior heavyweight champion, defend against Hiromu Ta- Takahashi, who has just recently come back from um, pectoral surgery, I think it was. Um, he seems to get injured a lot, but they had a um, pretty good match as well. Uh, and then you had the world heavyweight championship match. Um, Shingo, who is the, the champion, defend against evil you were not impressed with us at all i don't like evil i i don't like his matches um of the the group um i can never pronounce it but it's that's in in global like it's naito's group anyway him sonata and evil and evil split out he's uh, of the three he's by far away should not got the push he's got um his matches because he's in bowl club he's a heel he has three guys that come to his to ringside with him, and it's all just him distracting the referee, and then these three guys beating the shit out of Shingo on the outside. Um, which is just the uh, it's just that like you can do that once in a while, but it happens way too much. Aye. Time, um, you can have some shenanigans, but just don't make it the whole fucking match. Yeah. So you know, I did turn this off halfway through because I just fed up with it. Yeah, Shingo wins in a way. That's it. Um, so this was very overshadowed by the other big pay per view this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. we had AEWs all out. Um, but before we get to that, let's run through the 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 go home dynamite and rampage. Uh, just put everything in context and like it would be a shame because there's uh some really good matches that he pointed out on on dynamite oh wow. um f- uh, like right off the bat we got our ftr um san Ortiz rematch um, what a match hey so if you remember back uh 
they had a match before. There was a real bad accident where... Help me out here, Stu. Which one was it? Cash Wheeler. <laughs> Got, uh, caught his arm on the, uh, the turnbuckle and cut it open. <laughs> we were thinking about that. Uh, um, yeah, I had to stop the match or, or end it. Um, end up early. This one, uh, there was just a pull. Mm. I just blood everywhere. This match, um, the, oh, they did such a good job. Um, oh, big time. I liked how they even played on that wee thing as well because there was a point where Sonata or Santana was on top, mm. and one of them pushed. And you you seen him sort of trying to grab the arm and all and go for it. So yeah, they, uh, they FTR the things. FTR were taking turnbuckles off and and sort uh, of you know trying to do the same thing to Santana. Um, really cool uh, FTR coming out in in Bobby Eaton gear. Mm. Um, he passed away a few weeks ago. Um, that was that was good and you know, Santa Ortiz that you know they're they mean business when they they come out in their their dead president's face paint with a the skull uh, uh, face paint or fucking war paint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, the, this this match was just fucking great. Uh, it's good that they they played brought the you know had the arm play into it. Um, Cash had the he was sort of I don't know if this is real or not, but his fingers aren't firing correctly yet. The you know hitting at nerve damage. I would say that would be story because there's no way you would let someone into a wrestling match if things aren't working properly. Yeah, you're you're probably right. Um, but Jesus, good match. We get like a hell of a sequence at the end there. The 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 finish with Santana uh, Ortiz. Uh, the, it was a cutter on cash into a lung blower. Um, and then Santana got the pin. They win. Um, I, on your way to a title match at uh, Arthur Ashe, I think. Mm. Do you think, not, not anytime soon, but I'd love to see one more match between them because that's kind of one each. I think uh, it'll happen, but let, let's let this one settle. Oh, I, I'm in no rush for it. I'm in yeah. no rush for it. I just hope we get one more because I can watch them two teams go at it all day. Mm. And you know me, I, I initially was not sold on FTR. Yeah. Kind of sold on them now. Oh, I, oh they, they just are good. You you could never not they are. be sold on them. Uh, you give them a chance and they'll, they will impress you. Um, they remember just rusty their first couple of matches. Maybe that's all it was yeah. with me. I think there's always a, that transition from, you know, you're coming from one promotion to this other promotion, you know, mm. one being really controlled and the other be, being like, right, what do you want to do? Um, uh, so it probably and takes... focusing on tag teams, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And, the, yeah, there is that downtime as well with no compete clauses and all mm. that. Um, so next we have uh, Daniel Garcia and 2.0 uh, cutting a promo in Darby Allen. Um, because they want to take promos are really good. They are. They're brilliant. Um, I, I love your man. Just Darby Allen. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> so eighties. Pointing at the camera. Uh, he's fucking great. Um, so so they're they're out to take away the the Allen Punk match at all out by fucking Darby Allen up. Mm. Um, 
And then right after that, we have CM Punk coming out to the ring. Um, and yeah, he's saying that like he's talking about he hadn't wrestled seven years. He, he's nervous. Um, says he's going to, you know, give it it all when he gets out there. But then here come Daniel Garcia in 2.0. And Daniel Garcia is the first man to lay hands on CM Punk. <laughs> in seven plus years they love this guy hey i'd love this guy i think like they like daniel garcia is is getting he he is main evented two rampages now um yep he's 22 years old he's got a bright future he does some someone there definitely believes in him um we get the save from darby and sting um punk darby do we face off uh, Sting gets on the mic, <laughs> cuts a kind of awkward promo. <laughs> he's, he's always wanted to be in a ring with Punk. Um, and he's all, Darby's ready, you're ready, I'm ready, we're all ready. Um, and he basically says, I'm not going to be at ringside, I'll come out with him, and then I'm way backstage, and you do your thing. Uh, that's basically what the whole point of that was, just to just say Sting won't be there. Well, and not at ringside. Mm. And also to get Garcia over in 2.0. Yeah, true, true. Can't imagine, like, you were nowhere, you were sitting in obscurity, and now here you are in the ring with fucking Sting and CM Punk. Uh, <laughs> imagine three months ago, them boys looking at each other going, hi, do you reckon we'll ever be in the ring with Sting and Punk? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, they must have a fucking crazy time with on it. Um... Right, next up, imagine being in the office and Tony Khan going, hey, we want you to attack CM Punk. Mm. What? <laughs> Sweet. Sorry. So we move on to MJF being interviewed backstage with Tony Schiavone. Um, <laughs> Very unbiased. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he basically cuts a promo here saying, comparing him to Ali. Um putting Jericho over and bur- burying him at the same time. It's like, yeah, you're the best, but like you stick around too long. Um, it, it was very good. It was interesting. I'm doing the, you know, the two camera thing where it was like, he, he'd like, he'd yeah, yeah. into the camera and then he would turn to another angle. And it was just like really well done. MGF's fucking brilliant. Mm. Uh, next up we have, Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. It happened. Orange Cassidy won. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, there's not much else. Although to I still say, think Jack. So. I don't think Jack Evans is getting chunky. I think he's actually beefing up. Yeah. Um. Either either way, this was just to set up that the the ten man yep. uh, tag match with um, best friends and. Uh, Jurassic Express versus the HFO. They had to add that match in because the Pac and Andrade match had to be cancelled because of, air quotes, travel issues. Okay. Mm. Um, But we're getting that match on a rampage, so it's all good. Um, Next we have uh, Jim Ross in the ring, and he is interviewing Chris Jericho. Um, Mm. And he says, welcome to Chicago is Jericho. Which... (laughs) May make him a hypocrite, but yeah, I think he was just trying to get. I think he was just trying to get the point of this might be the last time you see me do this, so I'm gonna do the thing Aye. that you want to hear me say. Um, 
because his match against MJF at All Out is his career is on the line. He will never wrestle in an AEW ring again. Um, which is what JR is there to ask him. Um, mm. Why'd you do it? And the, the correct answer is there is because there's no way MGF would agree to hell or match if it didn't, but he doesn't mention that, does he? Oh, he does, I. Oh, okay. He did say that he knows that he, he had to do the ultimate sacrifice in order to goad uh, MGF into one more match. Yeah. Um, he compares himself a lot to, to MGF. They're both arrogant and confident and all that. Um Max got the, the three victories over him, uh, and Jericho doesn't want it to end. Uh, and then, if it for MJF to beat him, he's going to have to be the best he's ever been. Um, and he says he doesn't have the balls to get rid of him. <laughs> well, we'll see. Soon. <laughs> um Next up, we have The Machine, Brian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a big fucking horse match. This was a meat slapper, hey. Just taking two big fucking T-bone steaks and slapping them together. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's what this match was. It really was. Uh, it was just, I love that move Hobbs does. You know where he just trucks over the toppy? Uh, lot, lots of... It's, 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 just go ahead. I was because it's just where he just runs at you and just literally throws his body at you, mm. and there's a lot of meat to be hit with there. Yeah, um, we got shoulder blocks and clotheslines and all like all sorts of. Um, and there was all types of suplexes, big, big moves. Yeah, a lot of suplexing. Um, Cage doing his, his thrust click, kicks and exploder suplex. Um, Getting almost, his shit on. He gets his shit on. He goes for the drill claw. <laughs> Um, but Hobbs uh, gets him with a spine buster instead. Um, eventually, we 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 have Ricky Starks pops up with the FTW Championship and nails Cage with it. Um, Hobbs gives him the town business, and it's all over. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Hobbs wins. Mm. Which, you know, good for Hobbs. Definitely. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm guessing that's not over. No, I have a funny feeling Cage is going to crack. He's gonna, and poor old Hook's going to get murdered. <laughs> I was going to say that myself. Um, next up, we have QT Marshall calling out the big show, Paul White. Um, yeah, he's got all his, his, his guys in, in the ring. I don't, I don't, I still don't think anyone wants to really see this match. Um, but uh, Paul White gets in the ring and just clears out the factory, <laughs> including mm. Big Nick Camarado, which yeah, yep. I agree for them. And then the Gun Club comes running out afterwards, like to help. It's like he clearly didn't need help, but yeah, Paul White turns his back on them, and mm. then Billy Gunn hits him with a chair, and QT mm. looks all surprised. And, and we're all like, "What? Okay." Let's see where this goes. Maybe Colton's angry. He's never got his title shot because he's 17 and 0. Why take it out in Big Show, though? He can't give you a title shot. <laughs> Just take it out in anyone. 
Uh, so next up, we have Britt Baker backstage with Tony. Um, now, this just before this Dynamite, uh, Adam Cole, who's in NXT's uh, contract, has expired and he has left WWE. We know that. Um, so Britt Baker playing up to this, she's talking about the the hottest free agent in wrestling right now. She's got news. And that news is she is the hottest free agent and she just signed a contract <laughs> extension. So, yeah. And that, that, I, I did like that. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, so she announces that Tony Khan allowed her to make her own match. Um, and Chris Statlander will have to take on Rebel, she, who she calls Reva, uh, and Jimmy Hader on Rampage on Friday. Stacking the deck against um, handicap match. Yeah. Not too often you can see them in AEW. No, but it's a it, it is a game I can Britt Baker would be at. Oh, I'd like them. Uh, next match we have Penelope Ford with Bunny versus Ty Conti. Um, so yeah, we um, was it four or sorry. Conti wins the match, mm-hmm. which isn't the important part. So um, Tay gets attacked after after the match by Bonnie and Penelope, uh, or Penelope. Um, and who comes <laughs> running down the ring to save her? But Anna Jay. Anna Jay's back. That was fucking good. They say, and she's in the battle royale. Right, it's good. It's good to see her back. Um, yeah, it's, she's been out for a while. She had a really, really bad uh, shoulder injury, so I. Uh. I still say she has no right being as good as she is for all the time she's been wrestling. No, certainly not. Um, <laughs> main event time. Uh, so we got the elite uh, Matt Nick Jackson um, and the Good Brothers versus the Lucha Brothers and Jurassic Express. Well, I guess it's not. It's the Young Bucks versus Young Bucks and, and the Good Brothers versus the Lucha Brothers. So many brothers and the Jurassic Brothers. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this, this a, was a good match. It was a good match, as as you would expect with all those names in the ring. Because um, of the amount of people in this match, they can just go fucking balls to the wall. You're not getting no cutting off of the ring in this one. No. Um, yeah. Uh, th- again, the, the the bigger thing that, that happens uh, after the match, uh, the the elite, and when she win, um, we get uh, they they attack everyone. Uh, the, the Jurassic Express and Lucha Brothers after the match. Uh, Christian Cage comes in. Brandon Cutler gets the kendo sticks out. Um, Christian Cage doesn't make much difference. Uh, Kenny Omega gets on the mic uh, and says he stole the keys to the control room and bring down the cage. The cage comes (laughs) down because it was already up there. It's at the same building where uh, all it is, where they're going to have their cage match. So, um, and they proceed to just assault everyone in the cage and then it all sort of it just cuts off and we don't see what happened mm. but they were beating the Christ out of them mm. 
So that is dynamite. Um, let's get on to rampage then, so we can get on to the the main show. Uh, so <laughs> we open up with our match, uh, our latest Malachi Black. What the fuck are you guys doing, match? Why oh, would you Why would you Jesus. choose to fight this guy? Uh, big shoddy Lee Johnson. Uh, fucking guy, he's unbelievable. This was just the deconstruction of uh, Lee Johnson in this match. It wasn't like the others where he's just like, kick your head off and you're done. This was a slow, methodical taking apart of... Uh, I, the wee promo he did was brilliant, basically saying, you know, uh, I got out of the ring last week and I give you a week to apologize and you didn't. So I'm not going to just kill you like I did the rest of them. You're going to suffer. Yeah. And that made me go, oh, bollocks. I love the point where he went outside, got a chair, brought it into the ring, <laughs> set it on the ground, and said, there you go, use it, and then kicked his fucking head off. <laughs> hey, um, Lee Johnson did get a, get a wee bit of a comeback with a, like, uh, a wee hope spot, wee European uppercut, drop kick, um, but yeah, we have uh, to talk about the fact though that when Lee Johnson first hit him, oh yeah, the yeah, crowd yeah. started chanting, "You fucked up." Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like, that was amazing. I I just love how how they're just framing Black as this like just don't. Why would you? Why would you do this? <laughs> uh, he's like he's probably the most dangerous man in AEW right now. Yep. Either him it's, or me. It's Mero. like getting into a shark tank with meat hanging around you mm. and just standing there. Yeah. Um. Uh, so after that, we get the uh, Dawson Rhodes coming back. Um, yep. Coming out, sorry, and and helping Lee Johnson. So it looks like he's next on the chopping block. Um, well, Black does the same thing. He gets out of the ring and looks at him, and just walks up the ramp again. He's so calm when he does. Right, I love his promos. They're just oh, so good. Um. So Mark Henry uh, interviews Dustin after this, and Dustin says he will be facing Malachi Black on this week's Dynamite. Hmm. So I wonder, will he get any offense in? Who knows? Oh, dear. Um, so next week, we have Miro in the ring, uh, <laughs> TNT champion, and he is calling... Uh, Kingston out again. Um, he says, Kingston, you call yourself a mad king. The only king I recognize um, is mad at you, referring to his God. Um, mm-hmm. He gave you all the toughness, and yet you took charity contract into AEW. Well, Eddie Kingston, I'm not in the charity business, and neither is my God. <laughs> Which I, I'm not sure about that. You, you have to realize that life without struggle, and you become soft. And you become nothing but a bag boy for John Moxley. Jesus. Um, and then Kingston just comes out and cuts a great promo. Um, on God. To, on his God. On Mero's God. Um, I sorry, Mero's God. And he just, uh, just finishes up with redeem these nuts. Instant t-shirt. Oh. And he, amazing. He rushes the ring, gets the back fist of Miro, and DDTs him. Mm. 
Mm. That, 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 that match hype through the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was definitely looking forward to that one by by the end of this. Um, but see, I don't even need Eddie Kingston to have uh, Eddie Kingston to have matches. Just give him a microphone. He should just cut a promo uh, you can, on every person before their match. Just nothing to do with it. He just yeah, comes out you can have a, Eddie Kingston just cutting promos for matches that he's nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> can, that could be a gimmick. You hire him to cut promos. <laughs> Uh, so oh, fuck. next we had the the two and one uh, handicap match. Um, Rebel this was and really H- good. Hater taking taking on Chris Statlander. Yeah, Chris Statlander does a very impressive spot where she has is it Hater on her shoulders and then catches Rebel, and then no, it's the other way around. The other way around, but um, fucks them both down. <coughs> eventually, Hater says enough of this shit. I'm away and leaves Rebel to get. <laughs> Um, what did you call that move? Uh, spider crab, spider a uh, spider crab. Uh, um, it's, it was brutal looking. Yeah, it's really weird. It's pretty cool. Um, mm. and then Statlander gets cornered by Baker Hater and Rebel, and uh, Red Velvet interferes. Well, say interferes mm. <laughs> comes to help out. Um, and then we're on to the main event. Enough talking. It's time for the main event. Um, so we had Darby Allen versus Daniel Garcia. Yes, it's a rematch. No, I don't mind because it's Darby Allen and Daniel Garcia. Yeah, um, this was damn good. And we got CM Punk on commentary for this one. <laughs> um, Darby gives him a good stare down at the start. Uh, and yeah. Pretty good, pretty good match. Darby pulls out the Pepsi twist, an old punk move on Garcia. Um, yep. Says he probably did it better than him. <laughs> punk was very entertaining on commentary during this. He was, I. Yeah, he's he's good on commentary. He always was. Uh, him and Taz had a good couple of laughs together. Yeah. There's even some like moments with, with Jericho as well, like calling back to to their old feud. Jericho said about, "Is your sister mm. gonna be there?" And he says, I was like, <laughs> "She slapped me before." <laughs> what well, she did? <laughs> she did. Um, so eventually, uh, Darby gets the the win with his his weird twisty leg pin thing that yep, he does. The, the Last Supper. Um, and then, of course, two point get in the ring and start knocking the shit out of Darby. Uh, Punk comes down the ring and everyone scatters. Mm. Um, and then we uh, the the show ends with uh, Punk and Darby staring each other down. The the one thing I do have to point out during this match, though, so, so Darby and Garcia or uh, Darby and Garcia are having their match in the ring. Meanwhile, Sting is outside beating the shit out of Two Point and I love how Jericho brought this up. He's like. Can we can we quickly talk about the fact that Sting's just wiping out two guys themselves? Yeah, <laughs> it's Sting. Sting, they're making the Sting out to be the man. Hey? I love this. Uh, and you know them guys are marking out. Yeah. <laughs> so on the big show, then all out, and what a show mm. this was. Um, oh, but from the fucking start. Yeah, no, it has to be one of the 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 best pay per views. It was near perfect. Um, 
Which yeah, really, you're right. Really, the only the only thing you could say negative about it was the 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 Paul like QT match, which just happened. Thankfully, it was yeah, it was short though. <clears throat> it was short, yeah. Um, but if you're expecting, oh, there has to be some angle to this, and it's like, no, Paul White and QT just had a match. Um, yep, so just had a match. The buy-in, we had the, the Hardy Family Office versus uh, Best Friends and Jungle Express. So we had Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, and you know who Jungle Express are by now. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the, this was really good. The, they, they left it all out there. Um really fast-paced match it's a it's like the pre free pre-show to get people to to buy the the pay-per-view so and it it did that job pretty well um yeah it didn't slow down at all hey no but again that's one of those like these big multi-man matches it's like you don't have to worry about getting tired or rest holds or anything because you're just like right next guy and next guy and do next spot i don't know that style is not for everyone but i think it does it, it's it's enjoyable um it gets the excitement up yeah and and you can have your like you know slower paced matches as well but to, like when you're in there with all these these guys you, you want a, a good fast paced one and there's um, some big personalities in this match as well like yeah um and then the uh the team of best friends and Jurassic Express get the win. Um, Excalibur did say during the action was almost too fast to call. Um, mm. But then at the end, we get Butcher. Butcher is back. And looking trim as hell. Yeah, he has lost the belly completely. Mm. Um, and uh, he's looking well and like a, an absolute. I don't know how I feel about that. About <laughs> the belly being gone. <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked him because he was oddly shaped, but it's don't get me wrong, he still looks like someone you would not want to meet anywhere, let alone a dark alley. Mm. But I um, just came in and destroying house. Aye, um, they're they're about to cut Orange Cassidy's hair at, at some point, so this this shit ain't over. Um, mm. Then the Varsity Blondes, John Silver, Dante Martin, and a bunch of f- faces come flying out and said, "We had enough of this shit. Get out." Um, <laughs> do you see there being a hair match is that where they're going uh, with this is Matt Hardy going to so. shave his head I think so because he's very thin up top let's be honest yeah true <laughs> um, we then had a, a quick promo with Dan Lambert from American Top Team the UFC guys um, just calling out everybody um, you know, <laughs> Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page up there with him and basically, you better all watch out because we're coming for everybody um so right into the pay-per-view uh proper first match tnt championship miro versus eddie kingston the fuck me hey this this is a meat slapper yeah normally about two big guys just beating the fuck out of each other um miro's chest was purple by the end of it (sighs) jesus Uh, it was such a good match it's it, it basically had everything you want from from you know big guy and, and brawler. Uh, Eddie Kingston uh, had his his game plan with the going after the neck um, DDTs, um, doing backdrops, uh, stuff that would specifically target the neck. Um, it, it's that they got you on board. You thought Kingston was going to win uh, a couple of times. 
um, he gets out of the game over with a mm-hmm. with a rope break, which I'm pretty sure he's the first person not to immediately tap. No one's ever got out of it. Um, Miro or not Miro? Oh yeah, Miro pulls off the uh, turnbuckle pad, um, but doesn't get to use it. And you know how wrestling rules go: if you're the one to do a thing, you're the one yep. taking it. Um. Kingston goes to throw Miro into it, and is it Bryce Ransberg was the referee, or was it, it is Bryce? He steps in the way and stops him, and you're like, "What are you doing?" Yep. And then turns around to fix the turnbuckle. Um, Eddie uh, Ed Kingston goes over to be like, "What the fuck, man?" And Miro hoofs him full on the balls. Yep. <laughs> the um, nuts were redeemed. The nuts were redeemed. Um. <laughs> And and that uh, and that was the the end of the match with the big fucking right. kick. Um, what does what, what he call that? High velocity kick is what this it's thing says, but I don't know if it has an name. Fucking amazing! It is. It's a really cool. It's like a fucking super super kick. <laughs> Coming from a tree trunk sized leg. Uh, great match! Great match! For uh, just. Unbelievable! Uh, awesome start to the pay view. They, they got off on a, on the right foot. Um, and then next we have a friend of Kingston, Joel Moxie, taking on Satoshi Kojima, um, which no one was really hyped for except for that Chicago crowd who were all in Kojima. Fuck! They were cheering his ass off. This crowd, we'll point out, was fucking unreal. They were into everything. They stuff, were amazing stuff. You Aye. expected them not to be in. Like especially something that happens at the end of this, so here we we get um, uh, Moxie coming out wearing a GCW hoodie because he is the current GCW champion. Uh, he won that off Matt Cardona there at the weekend. Um, <laughs> so this is this is your strong style match. They chop the absolute fucker to each other. Yep. <laughs> um, it's all about. Uh, because uh, Kojima's big move is his la- right arm lariat, it's his finisher, he will take your fucking head off with it. So it's very much Moxley trying to avoid that right arm um, as much as he can. Um, but yeah, really hard-hitting match. Um, it was really good. Loads of fucking chops. Crowd going absolutely fucking nuts for it. Um, mm. Eventually, Mox does get the part and shift on. Um, he he gets a bit of a cut in the elbow. He did a you know, we cut in his elbow. Um, Someone went to blood by the end. Uh, and then the um, the pin um, was another great match, but we're not done. Um, music starts to play, and it's Minoru Suzuki coming out. And we were all asking, it's like, why bring over Kojima? Suzuki's in America. Couldn't you just use him? Well, here's the reason why, because they wanted to do this. Crowd goes fucking ballistic. Singing along to his goddamn song that's in Japanese. Yes. Um, now, they, I obviously didn't know who this guy was. Oh. You and Bernsey were like, oh my fucking God. JR was literally like, uh, I, do, I don't want to be here. I, I want to get away. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid for my life right I, now. Minoru Suzuki is, from, is a bad, bad man. As we found out. He gets in the ring and they start 
wailing on each other as Suzuki gets a... The a, thing a, I really enjoyed was the way he came out of the tunnel. This, this was why I was very unassuming of him, because he sort of like... He came out like a wee old man out of the tunnel. Mm. And then he proceeds to get in the ring and start knocking seven bells out of John Moxley. Yeah. Gives him the... And then the, he's ripped as fuck. Gives him the rear naked choke and uh, a gotch-style pile driver. Um, and that's, that's your match for Dynamite in Cincinnati. Is, is Moxley versus Suzuki. Um, next up, Women's World title match. We have Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Um, no, they're a really good match here. Fantastic. Um, yeah, we we have Brit still got the 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 broken wrist, which didn't didn't really seem no, to, no. to affect it too much. Um, got near falls in another one where you thought that Statlander could specifically or specifically mm. could potentially win. Um, but I. I Probably wasn't ever going to happen. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I love the part where Statlander was down on the outside. and This was a huge part in this match. I was going to bring this up. Uh, she was having trouble getting back to the ring. The The 10 count was coming and Orange Cassie starts losing his shit. Shouting, get out like, of here. Firing up big yeah, time. Eh? Never seen this man move so much outside of a wrestling match. <clears throat> Uh, it was fantastic. It, it was. Uh, it, obviously, eventually, Britt Baker gets the lockjaw in. Um, did Statlander tap but her? Statla- no, she didn't. She passed out. All right. She would not tap. Good, good, good. Uh, next, there was a interview backstage with uh, Alex Marvez interviewing Andrade El Idolo. Um, <laughs> this was actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, Marvez asked him if, if uh, Andrade had cancelled Pax travel or Ela or had caused Pax travel problems because he's been cancelling fucking cars and flights all over the place on <laughs> But yeah, um, Andrade says, I wouldn't do that, I'm here to fight. <clears throat> so we're getting that on. And the, way, and the way side guys all, no, I wouldn't do that either. What about you, Chavo? Did you do it? And Chavo sort of like looks really suspicious of me. Uh, uh, no, no, I, 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 I didn't do it, I swear. I, don't, I wouldn't even know he's flying American Airlines. <laughs> Seat 17B or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is excellent. So this next match. Fucking cage oh. match. For the Young Bucks versus the Lucharos, um in a cage. It's an AEW cage, so there's no escape rule. It's to keep other people out. Um, holy fuck. The, this this started off 150 miles an hour and just did not slow down yeah. the entire time. It doesn't. <clears throat> These guys were like just pulling off some crazy spots um, into the cage. <laughs> <laughs> you use really good like you know, the Bucks start climbing the, the cage at the start Ray face just like drop kick you into it and, uh, <laughs> Penta falls down the side of it at one point I think that was planned that time um, I, I, well, think I don't so. think that was an accident like Blood and Guts where was it Santana mm. fell down the side between or, the cage Ortiz and, was Ortiz uh, um, uh. yeah the the Lucha Bros early on Wheel the fuck out of the box. The box getting no uh, 
no kind of offense in. Eventually, they do come back, and uh, uh, it looks like the fucking destruction of the the Lucha Bros to the point where the fucking fans are going insane. Yeah, so the the, the Bucks start um, really sort of being dominant, and Cutler's outside, and he throws a bag into the ring. <laughs> Uh, in that bag is the Jordan 1 with the fucking thumbtacks on the bottom, which Matt Jackson puts on, proceeds to super kick the, um, the Lucha Bros. They're pissing blood everywhere. They're ripping masks. Um, like, it, it was a really good look, especially especially Penta with the, the white face paint and all, and the, the blood coming in the mask. It, it, it looked gruesome, but in the best possible way. Um Aye. Of course, we get the big spot where it is Ray Phoenix jumping off the top of the cage. Um, just a crossbody, but like, come on, he's ju- that cage is high and he's jumping off it. We yeah. should, should not yep. be asking for more than that. They were they were making it look like they were going to do their finisher from the top of the cage. And I was like, there's yeah. no fucking way they're doing that, are there? No. It's like doing flips and shit. And you would kill like, a buck doing that? No. <laughs> And you coming down on top of someone, and so on top of someone else taking a fucking pile driver? No, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So that would have been right. So that would have been Penta getting one of the bucks into a package pile driver position where you're upside down. He has you by your legs, and you're all sort of folded up. And then Phoenix coming off the top of the cage, stomping your ass while he pile drive. Now that would have went real badly if they had tried that. Yeah. Somebody would have died. So instead, uh, a nice, good old crossbody. Uh, Ray Phoenix gets the, the thumbtack sneaker as well and turns the tables. That's right. hitting boys with it. Um, a one point brilliant call here. Tony Giovanni, what the hell are we watching? And Jim Ross, a classic. Well, skipping a beat. <laughs> that's why you have Jim yep. Ross around. Um, I, again, crowd is going fucking nuts. Um, we we get a um from the top of the turnbuckle uh, a Canadian destroyer on on Matt yep. Jackson from Penta. Um, there's just a fucking app super kicks everywhere, like the biggest super oh, kick party right. you've ever seen. Um, they're just trading them back and forth. Um, God, Jib Cornet must have hated this match. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, at the end, um, yeah, as I said, we get the crossbody off the off the top rope, um, and then Nick Jackson gets pinned. We got new tag team champions. I lost my ship. <coughs> you did, I. <laughs> understandably. So. I did. Um, it was. I would even go as far to say that that was better than the Esquel de la Muerte match two years ago. I, that's probably their best match. It was the best match of the night. Um, and I did not expect them to win, um, which is a great surprise. Fucking. It's always nice when you, when you think you know what's going to happen. And, uh, there was a couple of times where I was all, ah, here we go. The Bucks have got it now. Mm. They made Ray Phoenix look like a champion with the things he was kicking out of. Yeah, aye, and uh, it, aye, and everyone should just go watch this match. It's so, <laughs> so fucking good. 
that that's worth the money alone, that match. Um, right, following this up was the Women's Casino Battle Royale, um, hmm. which got moved to the main card, where it should have been to begin with. Um, I'm not going to go through... I'm glad it was on the main card, though. Yeah. We'll not go through this in, in too much... Uh, detail uh, what one what Riho got accidentally eliminated after about 30 <laughs> seconds which uh, uh, I think Jamie Hader somehow dumped her over the top rope and was like no I didn't mean that so it was like well she's out here now move on mm, she um, went over the top rope too so this is a casino battle royale so in every one of these we have a joker it's just we don't know who this person is it's the person that comes in last um Another terribly kept secret, it's Ruby Soho, who was <laughs> Ruby Riot in WWE, uh, making her debut, um, coming out to the Rancid song Ruby Soho, was really cool moment. Um, I love when all these boys be making their uh, debuts, they always just look big fucking smile on their face when they're coming out, ah. like, so goddamn happy to be there. Um, yeah, and uh, eventually, Ruby Soho... I was just going to say, Kim, to your final three was Nyla, Thunder Rosa, and Ruby. Yeah. Uh, Nyla gets dumped out by the two of them. So it's Thunder Rosa and Ruby Soho, and this was, like, pretty damn cool. Yeah. Because no matter who won, the crowd was going to love it. Oh, aye. aye. But uh, after some uh, attempts at moves on the apron, uh, Ruby Soho manages to knock Thunder Rosa down to the floor. Um, and wins the match, so she is. She will challenge Doctor Britt Baker for the title. It should be a good match. That's gonna be damn good. <clears throat> uh, it's clever how they're keeping Thunder Rose out of her way still. Oh yeah, they have to. Because <laughs> um, you want you want her to have a decent reign, but you also want Thunder Rose to take the title off her. So. Uh, so our next match is MJF versus Chris Jericho. Um, and if Jericho loses, he will never wrestle in AEW again. Uh, Chris Jericho comes out to Fozzie's guitars playing a guitar really badly. It was Hang on. Odd. You have to talk about MJF's entrance first. Oh, yeah. I forgot about MJF. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we get the old school Jericho countdown from WWE days. Um <laughs> And MJF comes out. <laughs> it comes up Jericho's last match. Jericho's last match, yeah, and then he comes out. It's like fucking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, to the heel of booze. No, the oh. heel. Um, yeah, and then Jericho's shitty guitar entrance, which oh, it was bad. Eh? That was that guitar sound. It actually. really was bad. Um. But uh, here, here's the thing: is it's not to say it's like oh the venue, it's hard to do music. Fucking Lucha Bros came out to some rappers who I don't know who they are, but they sounded fucking oh, yeah. great. They sounded great. They sounded amazing. So you haven't got that as an excuse. You're just shit guitarist. Mm. I because I forgot <laughs> they came out with the big fucking Aztec headgear and all. That yeah, was fucking uh, cool. I was a very very cool entrance they had. Um, this match. Not much different from the the previous one. Yeah, this would be your sort of it, it was it your was still, standard wrestling match. Aye, it was still good. It was still really put on aye. a good match. Um, and finish was a unique way of doing things. Uh, how so? 
you remember there was the three count? And oh, then shit, the yeah. referees yeah, had the I, discussion? I, I forgot about that, yeah. Uh, I was going to say before we get there, though, is uh, we do get at uh, one point Wardlow coming out. Um, Jake Baker right. heads him off. Um, and yeah, MGF uses the Judas effect on Jericho. He goes down very close yes. to the rope, so um, pins him. Jericho gets his foot on the rope. Aubrey doesn't see it and counts to three, and it's like MGF won. But then one of the referees that came out to stop Hager and Wardlow says, Yeah, Aubrey's like, I saw mm-hmm. that. He got his foot in the rope, and she starts to match up again. Um, and Jericho gets uh, MGF into the Lion Tamer or Walls of Jericho, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, and MGF taps. So. Mm. No Chris there was Jericho a couple of wee scares though when it restarted. You almost thought uh, MJF got him again. Oh uh, yeah, he had him in the, the arm bar for a while there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, so next match, we're on to the, the big one. I would say the CM Punk oh. versus Darby Allen. How does CM Punk still got it? Um... So Darby comes out first, Sting gives him a hug, leads him to his to his business. Um, CM Punk comes out and he's wearing full length tights, which is new. Mm. I like it. Change it up. Yeah, yeah. New company, new look. Aye. You may as well. Um, so we, we get started off. This this one's definitely uh, slower paced, understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Punk's first match in seven years. Um, Darby bumps like crazy for him. Um, yep. takes some pretty pretty big spills to the outside, and that. Um, I I would just say it was absolutely amazing to see Punk back in the ring again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's really he's not missing too much at the minute. I no, think that, no. That this is a good match. Uh, for some for a guy who hasn't wrestled seven years and to be able to go out and put on that that caliber of match and he'll get better um as he as especially he... with someone as young and as quick as darby yeah darby's definitely a big part of what made him look good Haunted, yes. like 100 because he can just throw him uh in the general direction of the turnbuckle and darby will go flying into the ring posting out of the ring and i'll look jesus Aye. um but as the match went on start to you know pick up in 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 pace, um, you know, Punk goes mm-hmm. for the, the GTS a few times, uh, and Darby be there was that cool bit when he nailed it, and Darby yeah. sort of flew out of the ring. Oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. was very cool. Um, and we we do get to the uh, when we get to the, the finish, uh, I, I really like the way that was too because Darby going for a mm-hmm. poison rana. Which is a, a reverse hurricane runner, so you do it behind and and punk countered him into the GTS. Um and yep. that's that, that that's the finish. He, he gets the three counts, CM Punk wins. Uh crowd's going fucking nuts, Sting comes out, everyone shakes hands, make sure Darby's okay, shakes Darby's hands. Your first CM Punk match is done. Very quickly we have to mention when Darby went to coffin drop. And Punk just casually sat up. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. The fucking best <laughs> reversal to Coffin Drop I've ever seen. He just sits up. And has a big smile on his smile. face. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really, really good. Um, 
I was really well timed as well because he uh, didn't do it too soon. Uh, the timing was unbelievable. He didn't do it until he was already in the air, so it was like, yep, I, it was it was really good. Um, I I, I enjoyed the shit out of this match. Um, I don't, I don't mm. think it was just because it was Punk in the Ring for the first time. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good match. It was actually a good match. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I like how it sort of started slower because the whole idea was Punk trying to slow Darby down. But then he started losing track of him because he started speeding up and speeding up. Mm-hmm. And that's how you got your quicker finish near the end. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um, excited to see what he does next. Um, next we have... Paul White versus QT Marshall. The factory come out. Oh, Jesus. Paul White scratches them. The end. I, that's really Paul White just comes out with like four guys and he just crushes them. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But there you go. I, I, there was no end to that angle. Just Paul White getting a match and looking good. Um, Ta-da. Let's talk about the title, the world title match instead, shall we? Yeah, made of it. Um, so we got Kenny Omega uh, with Don Callis uh, against Christian Cage. Um, this was I, I enjoyed this more than the first one. Not to say the first one was bad, but this one was yeah. something else. Um, yep. They left it. They left it all out there. Uh, lots of table spots. Yes. It wasn't EQ, but um, I guess there, were, there was no. Well, they I always guess, say with title matches they do let a little bit slide. Yeah, tables are a grey area, I guess. It's like this table's mm-hmm. just here, set up. So I fully went yep. through it. Um, <laughs> but I will say, like, uh, Cage does a is it a frog splash on the Kenny, or no? Yes. It's like a crossbody off the apron into the uh, the table. But the leg, oh, yes. the leg, the Lego table comes up through it and just hits him in the ribs, and he's got this big fucking contusion across his ribs it looked mm. fucking sore um it, did. it was good back and forth a lot of omega beating the absolute christ out of christian um mm-hmm. lots of knees as you would expect and then christian would get the the hope spots there's like one winged angels attempted uh kill switches attempted um Aye. Um, fucking, how many snapdragons did he hit him with? Oh, jeez, like, I think it was about six. Like, proper... But I, Christian was really good at selling them because he was doing, like, this wee roll when he was doing it. Yeah. It did a really good job of saying, this is Kenny Omega, he is the best, and he's incredibly dangerous. He is beating the shit out of him because then, obviously, we would get down the road and the elite get involved. So it it, it make, mm-hmm. still makes Kenny look as good, but the elite didn't achieve anything uh like gallows Gallows took a v trigger to the face (laughs) yep that's about it um christian then uh gets kenny in up onto the turnbuckle and he's going for an avalanche kill switch kenny counters the kill switch into the one-winged angel and gets the pin Uh, avalanche one-winged angel (laughs) hey that, that, that was that was good. Uh, great match, but I guess the biggest thing to talk about is after the match. Um, so the, mm. the elite, the elite beat up Christian Cage. Jurassic Express come out to even the odds, but they get beat up too. Um, mm-hmm. And then Kenny gets on the mic. lights go out. No, no, Kenny gets on. The oh, mic sorry, first. sorry. And he says, "You're starting to understand, Chicago. I don't care where you come from. No one is on my level." 
the only people that ever have a chance to beat me are retired or they're already dead. Lights go out. Adam Cole fucking comes in. Who they killed on BTE. Adam Cole, baby! The place goes <laughs> fucking nuts. Adam Cole gets in the ring. Those is Adam Cole, baby. And then super kicks Jungle Boy. And, and, <laughs> and the Young Bucks give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then Omega gives him a whole... What do you call that? It's an American sitcom. Did I, did I do that thing? Uh, he's like, what, uh, you, what, uh, what did you expect? He's our best friend. Um, <laughs> so then he goes, I must send the crowd home happy. So with further ado, goodbye. Fucking flight of the Valkyries hits. Mm. <laughs> Brian Danielson is here. Fucking place. The roof comes again. off. Um, he, like... Comes out, big fucking smile the face, does yes on the way down to the ring. Omega gets the fuck out of there. Um, I was curious. I was like, oh my God, is he going to come down and be a body as well? Because I was like, hang on, <laughs> this is too convenient here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think all hell would have broke loose if he'd have been the heel. <laughs> but uh, he, he gets in the ring and he's getting physical. Poor fucking Nick Jackson. Oh, uh, match he just had. Jesus. Surely Carl Anderson could have done this. Come on. Aye. <laughs> or Cutler. Even Sour Boy. Aye. So he, he gets the fucking kicks. He gets a German suplex. And then he gets kneed in the face. Um, yep. And Daniel Bryan is an AEW. So we finish our show with uh, Christian Jurassic Express and Brian Danielson. Not Daniel Bryan. Aye. Yep. Daniel. No. Brian Danielson getting Brian, the Luchasaurus rub. <laughs> of course but jesus this where that show was incredible where do we go from here well well adam cole's back mm-hmm. so he'll want revenge on the man who killed him he will <laughs> I imagine that'll he be a match will. it will Aye, he's definitely he's gonna do something with uh, with Hangman. Um, man, I can't recommend this enough. This is an awesome show. Um, yep. Well, as like at first, didn't think it would be a good idea to do those two big debuts at the same time. But the way in which they did it, they they pulled the rug out. It's like, oh, it's Adam Cole, and you're like, oh, maybe not Daniel Bryan then. But I'm all for Adam Cole. Let's do this, and yeah. then you get Brian Danielson anyway. Um, I'm just going to yep. freely go between Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson as I feel like it so just deal with that mm. going forward well, let's be honest we were watching it last night with Burnsy who is obviously a big Danielson fan yep. and even when Cole came out he went oh okay that's not yeah, too bad yeah. Everyone and then like, when the flight of Valkyrie kicked in he lost it <laughs> uh, fucking uh, perfect perfect fucking way to do that hats off yep. he's fucking made in rest Mike wrestling good again so like aye uh, and I think Tony Khan is a fucking genius. I will never doubt him again. And I, I will admit, fully admit I was doubting a lot of things going into this pay-per-view. The Big Show stuff didn't play out. I don't know what's up with that, but that's just one small match in a fucking big pay-per-view that was just so was fucking good. Less than five minutes. Yeah. But on that, I guess we'll... we'll it was a piss break. <laughs> it was. Tony uh, was thinking about your penis. 100% that is what it was. <laughs> Speaking of piss breaks... I think we'll call it a podcast there. This one's gone yeah. on a wee bit longer than usual, but special occasion. Special occasion, indeed. Uh, with that, we shall catch you all next week. Bye.
Thanks for tuning in. Take a club at your face, eat more hits, your chest, I thought we told you who's the best.